0: Hey there, friends. How are we turning browsers into buyers? What's your suggestion? How do you do it? Today on the podcast, I want to share with you some rapid fire ideas, suggestions, and some things that you can try in your own shop. So you can take those people who are idly browsing around in your shop and turn them into great buyers, maybe lifetime customers who come back again and again. The Answers are not that difficult. Always. (laughs) Sometimes the solution can be a lot easier. We really tend to overthink this. And I'm going to give you some ideas to try, but it's going to be fast and rapid fire. We're going to go quick today. Grab a pen. Let's go. Let's get at it. I'm wired. Each week, I'll share simple, proven business strategies, inspiring stories from fellow retailers and advice from industry experts. Together, we're going to work to find the success you want from your retail business with more profits in your till and a little more joy in your life. Okay, my friends, I just had a um, opportunity to speak at a conference and it was involving sales. We were talking about sales and how to make sales for retailers. And one of the questions that came up was turning people from browsers to buyers. So I thought, you know, we kind of went on this really big, awesome conversation at the conference so I wanted to bring that to you today some of the suggestions that I gave that seemed to work really and resonate really well with some of the retailers that were there so oh, it's hard right sometimes they come in I'm just looking now we have shared on the podcast some great ways to have icebreaker conversations and I'll share some of those podcast links with you here also recently I just did a podcast uh, 103 episode 103 on your silent sales person and that is about having great signage and that actually is a really good podcast to go listen to to help increase your average order value and to increase the buying that will definitely be one to listen to. And again, that's just using things like staff picks and staff favorites and turning people again from browsers to buyers. The first thing that we wanna talk about before we even discuss browsers to buyers is conversion. And that's what we're talking about today. I know a lot of us don't use that lingo, but really in the retail world, a customer walks across the threshold, comes into your door, comes to your shop, 10 people come into your shop. What is the conversion rate to buyers? This is one of the metrics that we really should be measuring because we don't know if we're like really leaving money on the table with just a lot of browsers. So for every 10 people that come into your shop, how many are your buyers? Is it five? Is it eight? Is it two? What is that? And that's the number we want to try to increase. We want to know, we want to go from a 20% conversion to a 90% conversion. And I know it sounds like, you know, a lot of math, and everybody's like, I don't want to do the metrics, but this is where the magic happens. You guys, you work so hard at marketing, trying to get people into your shop. We do all the things, right? We stand on our head and do TikTok and no, whatever you're doing to get people's attention, to get them to come into your shop in the first place, whether they're stopping by, whether they come in for purpose, no matter how they ended up standing there in your shop, it is so much easier to sell to an existing client than try to bring in more people, bring in more people. So we have these beautiful people standing here in our shop. How do we turn them into buyers so we want to know we want to start with understanding our conversion rate and that is understanding um counting. there's no way to look at that on your pos system so so don't even try (laughs) there's no report that tells you how many people walked across the door unless you have a there are door counters and that kind of thing but most of the retailers that i work with And what we talk about inside my retailer's inner circle is literally counting people. If you can, just for a couple of weeks or a period of time, count the people coming in and then look at your sales at the end of the day. How many people bought? That we get from our POS system. So if 10 people came in today, how many people bought? How many sales were made? That's what we call our conversion rate. Our intention, our goal And in order to know if these things I'm going to share with you really quick today are working is if we measure it. We can't grow what we don't measure. We can't grow what we don't measure, right? (laughs) So I want you to think about paying attention to your conversion rate. And people get squirmy sometimes. My retailers get squirmy when I ask them to do this. But really, just do it a couple of times or do it over a week and figure out your conversion number. How many people are coming in? How many people buy? Super simple, right? You can do it manual. It's not not that complicated unless you have a really busy store. I don't recommend starting it on a big, busy event day, but you can do this. This Everybody can do this. I, I promise you. And if you can't reach out to me, reach out to me on Instagram or reach out with, <laughs> and find me and we will figure out how to help you do your conversion rate. We also have a podcast all about the conversion, uh, the numbers and the metrics that you should be um measuring and we'll link those in the show notes as well. So we now know our conversion rate is whatever it is and before you ask me there are different conversion rates depending on where you are. I want you to think about a mall traffic versus if you're out in the boonies right there's a different people that drive all the way to your shop, park their car, get out, come in. It's a different probably conversion rate than somebody who is in a mall or a really busy high traffic area with a lot of people coming in that might not be intentionally coming in. So conversion rates, your conversion rate is your conversion rate. Don't compare with others, okay? We want to increase your conversion rate. So we want to take, if there was 10 people coming in and you've been averaging only, you know, maybe eight or seven people buying, that's a 70% conversion rate, let's say, we wanna move you up. We want that, we we wanna gamify it. We wanna look at what we're already doing, not more marketing, out externally getting people in because they're in front of us at the shop. Right. We want to figure out how to turn them from browsers to buyers. So I'm going to throw some ideas at you today. I hope that this will help. I hope it lands. I want you to think about with your team, with your people, you know, with your biz BFF, you know, with your community, if you're in the inner circle, ask us, we'll brainstorm together ways that you can do it in your shop, things that might work for you internally and i know we're always paying attention to what we're doing in our shop but i really want you to gamify this and how can we increase our conversion rate i also want to caution you not to think that not to guess at your conversion rate because it's always wrong (laughs) i have yet to work with a client who has guessed spot on to their conversion rate. So they're always they're always off. So it's it can be very eye-opening. It can be a good eye-opener and even that we can always work with even good numbers, but it's always people are always off. So the first thing I want to talk about is understanding um why people buy, right? Why do people buy? It's because they feel good. It's because they want to To get something, they want, they aspire to feel good or look good, or depending on what you're selling, they want to, they aspire to be something. So let's really pay attention to their needs, which I know you do, but I want you to think about why they wouldn't buy. So they've come into your shop with intention. You don't walk into a shop generally unless you have some kind of intention. So the first thing is if you are the go to for something, which I hope you are. Let's say it's books or paint or chocolate or decor, maybe your yarn or ceramics. I don't know what your thing is. But we want to make sure the very first thing is that if I've walked into your shop and you're the yarn shop or the bookshop, that everybody in that shop who is serving me understands the mission. <laughs> they know everything. You know, they're, they're they're on board. We can't just the days of having just a, somebody sitting at the cash chewing gum, saying, yep, go on, browse, that, that is not going to help your conversion rate. So I want you to think about that. I want to be served by the person who understands books and paint and chocolate and lamps and yarn or ceramics, whatever I've come in for. So if your area of sales or your area of expertise is something, if you're known for something, I want you to really make sure that everybody in your shop understands the mission and understands they don't have to know everything you know if it's not you you know if you've got staff there because I'm a big advocate of staff as you know but we do want to make sure that they have the knowledge and the education that they are serving your customers at at the same level that you would so education of your staff is really important the next one is a weird. Um, I get a lot of tension about a lot of um, resistance about this. Number two is having a flexible return policy. This is going to break down a barrier of sales. One of the things we are doing is leaving money on the table if we do not have an open return policy, and. I understand. I can hear you now. I can hear you now. It's like, no, we're not going to do sales. It's such a pain in the butt and returns. I want you to come from a place of the customer's point of view. Of course, they're not like they're not going to uh, invest if they're not sure. Why are you punishing them for a bias that you have about something that might or might not happen? I want you to think about that. So if we are worried about customers, you know, messing us about or being un, un you know, I don't know, returning without cause. That's only going to happen a little tiny bit of time. I I guarantee you it's not going to be the norm. You're not curating the right customers if that's the case. But what we'll see, that's the cost of business occasionally. You're going to have somebody just wants a return and that probably person would do it anyways but what you are losing are those people who are hesitant. They're not quite sure they might want to buy. A good example is somebody's, you know, if you're painting a kitchen and they, you know, they're not quite sure if they should buy three or two or one can of paint, you know, buy four and return whatever's left. So I want you to really re-examine the reason that you don't have a return policy. I do understand for those of you who do maybe one of a kinds, That's a little bit different if you have uh, individual painted pieces of furniture or if you have one of a kind pieces, there is a little bit of a maybe a different reason to look at maybe those items not being returnable. But for the most part, the majority of the products in most of the stores of the retailers that I work with should be returnable. That is going to break down so many barriers of buying and turn people from browsers to buyers. So I want you to think about that and be open to that lots of discussion around there sometimes. The next thing is product hesitancy. So that is real. Like they are not sure that this is for them, right? Whether it's I don't know, a new type of book or again, a new type of paint. Let's go back to the chocolates. You know, it's a different flavor of chocolates or it's a unique looking decor item or it's a new type of yarn that they're not used to or it's an interesting, trendy kind of ceramic. I don't know, whatever we're doing, whatever you do in your shop and your specialty shop New, hesit- like new product hesitancy is real, especially if you're bringing something new in. So I want you to think about showing them the value and how it can improve their life. <laughs> that sounds very dramatic, doesn't it? How it can it improve? What's in it for them? I want you to think about it from that point of view. So a lot of the things about that is like, making it easy for them to understand how this product is going to work and make their life better. It's going to be a great product for them to buy, to give as a gift, or it's going to be a amazing tasting chocolate. So this is why we have samples. This is why we have, you know, things they can touch and feel and try. And we want to really remember that. I love to say, you know, I love to uh, look at um, samples in different ways, like how they can use their jewelry, how you can use this yarn differently, how this trend is on, you know, this ceramic trend or this new color trend is, you know, it's trending and it's popular. I want you to be thinking about their point of view and having those words if you need to just use those words. And I also want you to have samples and demos and free demo days and think people love to uh, see. So we want to show them, not just tell them. So I hope that makes sense. We want to have testers out if we can and let them try the paint and touch (laughs) touch things, whatever it is that you're selling. It always sounds funny when I say that. But, you know, we used to always have a board that would say, like, touch these samples. Like, it, it would be like, part of talking about silent uh, salesperson. We used to have a sign that said, touch these samples. And, like, you'd see people standing there and then they would, like, touch it <laughs> because the sign said to touch it. So they would touch it. And then they would be like, oh, these are really cool. It was for painted uh, different types of paint and wax and different types of finishes on paint pieces so we want to think about making sure that we have lots of that going on in our shop lots of actual uh, demos and lots of lots of just being able to explain to them why this is really a cool product so we want to really think about each product or each new, thing in your shop that you bring in we want to make sure we have signage we want to make sure we have samples we want to make sure we have the verbiage I guess that's the word I'm trying to think of verbiage to speak to them about how cool this product is and we want to practice that we want to practice the yeah and answering the yeah buts they're going to be like yeah but I'm not I don't I don't know about that trend we want to have an answer to that I'm not really sure about this new color you know, collection or this new book or this new flavored chocolate. Let's have an answer already practiced for that. We want to have the verbiage already in place and practice that with your staff. So I know, again, sounds funny, but this is breaking down that barrier of turning them from a browser into a shopper. They're going to trust you. They're going to they're going to feel better buying from you because you've just explained to them all the cool reasons why. So another thing is people want to feel confident about these new products or every product in your shop when it's applicable, when it makes sense, obviously have explanation videos or next level education about it. This is a really easy thing for most of us to do. So if you are a bookseller, maybe you have a little QR code next to the book that sends you to the author's page or the author's other books that were really popular. If you're a home decor, if you're in a home decor and you're selling beautiful whatever, whatnots and lamps and pieces of furniture. You can maybe send a little how-to video, how to take care of that product or how to display it. If you're selling candles, you could show 21 ways to display these candles. You know what I'm talking about, hopefully. If you are a paint retailer or a ceramist, or you have a studio, And we have these products here. Again, we can either have information cards or we can have QR codes. We can have private YouTube videos that we send them to like buy this product and we're gonna give you a tutorial series just for you showing you how to use this product. So there's lots of different ways to use this, but you can put that on a private YouTube channel. There's lots of different things. Easy, this is not, this is one and done. You're gonna do it once and then you're gonna be able to send it there, send them there. Maybe the products that you sell are going to like the the companies have tutorials you can just send them to those but you can say like we're going to take care of you this is what we want them to feel like buy this be confident we gotcha like think about it we just want to make sure they feel really good so we want them to feel confident so there's lots of ways and that actually kind of really wows people too right that's a really good thing makes them feel really good so another quick way and again i know i'm rapid firing through this and really no no order, just lots of different ideas. And these a lot of these came up in a, in a few conversations I've had lately. So we also want to make sure this is a good one. Write this one down. You are the expert in your shop. You are the ceramist. You are the one who knows everything about yarn. You are the home decor goddess and you are the chocolatier and you are the paintpreneur extraordinaire and you know all about books. Whatever it is that you do, you do well. I know you do. And if you're listening, you do your thing well. People come in and they see you as the expert, which is what we want. We work hard at being the go-to, right? But people feel intimidated by that so if you have a home decor shop and they walk in and your home decor shop is just stunning it's just beautiful they're like wow like wow she really like this lady really knows how to put it put a room together she really knows how to do her thing the same thing with all of your studios and all of the other things that we talked about they're inti- they can be intimidated this is a really big reason for people being just browsers. They walk in, they're just not really sure. There's some good signage around and there's some nice people in here, but I'm uncomfortable. They're already good at this. I am not. They know all about books and I don't. I'm not really sure. I'm uncomfortable. I'm hesitant, right? I'm just a browser. See ya we don't want that to happen. So what we want to do is show them that other customers just like them love our products. And we can do this in a variety of ways, but one of my favorite ways is to have, you know, a bulletin board or a customer appreciation wall or something showing them that people just like them did this. You know, they love this. You know, we could do it in a variety of ways. I do see a lot of retailers, and we do recommend this, and I we talk again, I teach this inside the Retailers Inner Circle, about doing this on social media, sharing your customers' wins and sharing their, you know, sharing them buying products from your shop and that type of thing. But you can do this in-store as well. A simple bulletin board with some pictures of your client's work or your clients holding products or you're asking your clients to send in, you know, a picture of them reading the book, or even at an event, maybe if they have a picture of how busy your store was, you know, during this, and like, look at all the people that shop here, <laughs> just bringing it back to comfort level for them, and people just like them come here all the time. People just like them paint in at the studio. People just like them have success at this at the ceramic bar people just like them are you know are doing the thing right people just like them we want them to see people just like them not just you as the expert we want you to be the expert to guide them but we want it to be about them and feeling really comfortable so if that's something you can incorporate in your shop someplace or even in your even in your verbiage even in your way you speak to customers, Just think about it and just or maybe just be very aware of that when you are speaking to them, that there's all kinds of people that are just starting out and being super aware that they're, you know, intimidated. We're, you know, we don't think of ourselves as intimidating, but maybe we are. So everybody starts someplace and maybe that's all you have. You have some signs up. We used to have a big giant sign in our shop that said everyone was once a beginner and then we had a little story and a motto around that just as a reminder that everybody starts someplace. So I want to remind you of that and that's it. That's all. I just wanted to share all of these ideas and this these ideas and I'd love to hear more of your ideas. I'd love for you to share them with us. Um, these ideas are just to get your brain going. I, I want you to think of your own ideas inside your store. What can we do inside our shop to take to think of how our customers are feeling what are they thinking what are they feeling what are they doing that would make them feel more confident about buying how can we make them feel more confident what can we do to remove that barrier and there's probably a million other things we can share and talk about but i just want you to think about putting yourself in the customer's shoe and turning them in from that browser into a buyer and not just a buyer we want them to be a regular awesome client that comes back again and again and i want to double dog dare you to start watching your conversion number and see what happens put it out to your team put it out to your staff if you're just a one person show make it a goal for yourself look at your conversion rate figure out what it is try some of these things, try different things. Like there's just different things we're going to try and attach, you know, goals to those things. Like did this work? Yeah, our 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 conversion rates going up. Look at that. That's so cool. When we take that, plus we add maybe some increase in our average order value and some ways that we do that, you know, it it makes it all adds up. This is about working smarter, not harder. This is optimizing every client that comes in. This is enhancing their experience as well, too. This isn't just about increasing your conversion rate. It's also about enhancing your customers' experience, right? So improving and elevating everything that's happening inside your store. So I want you to think about all of that and I want you to just try it pay attention to the numbers and the metrics i know none of us really love that side of the sec that's not the sexy part of business but i really want you to pay attention to your conversion rate and start adding things into your shop that will turn your customers from browsers into buyers so thanks for listening my friend i hope you found this helpful always love hearing from you you can find more about my programs and services and reach out to me anytime i'm on instagram at wendybattenbiz and wendybatten.com and i'd love to hear from you and we also you know we do have a lot lot more in-depth information inside the retailers inner circle and if you love this um, type of work and you like knowing about the metrics, I urge you to to think about joining us if you're not already a member. Okay, my friends, thank you so much. Have a wonderful week. I'm going to see you next week. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Creative Shop Talk podcast. We're so glad that you're here to join us this week and I hope you found value in what we're sharing here. I wanna remind you that our website has all of the show notes. You can find it at wendybatten.com slash